Hey guys, Dustin Vaughn Warnke here, getting ready to start our show, and I just thought I would give you some different intro music. This is Adam J. Uh, I think his full name is Adam J. Smith, but he's a the freestyle fisherman, fishing rapper. Uh, I think right in the Houston area where uh, a lot, some of you guys listen, and uh, he's got an awesome Facebook page. I'm gonna plug him in the show notes if you wanna go check out his stuff. But he has a song called "I Love Fishing," which I had to use for this show, man. I had to do it. it this is this is too much fun. So just give you a quick intro here. Here we go. And I love fish. I can't say it enough. I'm nope. never giving it up. I nope. just love it so much. I love, I love fishing. Man, I love fishing. That's just what I do. I can't say it enough. I'm nope. never giving it up. I nope. just love it so much. I love, I love fishing. Man, I love fishing. From deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast. Brought to you by Texas Fishing Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, the Outdoor Success Guy. Awesome to have you guys on board again with another podcast. This time we're talking saltwater uh, fishing and uh, really just have the chance to, to visit with you guys. A lot of y'all on social media have the chance to... Um, to connect with a lot of you guys in different ways and it's just been great thank you guys so much for reaching out to me thank you so much for listening thank you so much for your support of the show and telling a friend about the show and spreading the good word about it uh you can also subscribe to the podcast which i invite you to do it is free to do so you get a new one of these every two weeks and also um if you're listening on facebook if you're listening on um uh, YouTube or whatnot, subscribe to your podcast player. That way you are sure to get the newest, um, coolest uh, episodes as they come out every two weeks when they come out on Thursdays, typically. And then if you check out fishgame.com, our little uh, Easter egg over there is that the episodes actually come out a day early on there on Wednesdays of the week that they release. And so you can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or however you listen to fishgame.com content. Uh, or watch our videos and that kind of stuff there that is another way you can consume the podcast so the easiest way probably is to download the podbean app that's where this sucker is hosted and uh, you can uh, you can basically just download that app and uh, and check it out that way and uh, there are a lot of other great podcasts that are on podbean as well uh, podbean.com for that all right so again fishgame.com check out our stuff subscribe to our newsletters you get those three times a week i'll talk about those at the end of the show like i normally do and uh, i've got cal gonzalez we had a plan to do a another kind of a reunited every six weeks or every two months or something like that uh podcast with cal chester and myself on saltwater and just general fishing stuff and uh basically it uh it was going to happen tonight uh when i recorded this and uh, lo and behold uh chester had phone problems so he could not uh, be on the show with us i called him a few times before we started recording and finally just ran with it and uh cal and i just did a show together and our show is pretty good long show it's pretty full of a lot of good content and um plugging a couple of things in there that we're uh, that we're doing in the magazine uh, Charles, uh cal gonzalez is a columnist for us and a uh, fantastic guy it just came through a long trial of um of health problems and just a great guy so cal gonzalez one of our hotspot contributors and um our columnist at the, for the saltwater, he's our saltwater editor and a columnist at uh, the Texas Fishing Game magazine. And you can check out his column every month, digitally or in print. Uh, it's through fishgame.com. You can order a subscription and, and find him that way. And just he's got great content, all the issues I read of his. So, um, really looking forward to having him on. And here we go with our interview with Cal Gonzalez. 
Joining me on the phone, Mr. Cal Gonzalez, Texas Fishing Game Hotspot reporter and columnist. How are you doing tonight, Cal? Dustin, I'm doing fantastic. I, as the late, great Dusty Rhodes would have said, if I was doing any better, I'd have to be twins just to handle it, baby. It always goes back to wrestling. I love you Of course guys. it You're does. Hey, man. <laughs> it's in my soul. <laughs> we did the last podcast together with me and Chester was uh, Total Chaos is what we called that episode. And... Um, we were at the iCast show with my mobile microphone set up, and I had so much fun with you, too. It was ridiculous. Oh, I had a blast, too. It, <laughs> it was great being around you guys. And I'll tell you what made it especially great was I hadn't made it to iCast in two years because, as you know, I was sick. Yes. So being around the two of you, being around Artie and Eves, I mean, and being around the whole the whole bunch at iCast was just, it was very important to me. I had gr- a great time. Oh, that's you fantastic. Know, and, and I'm still feeling good about it. Oh, that's good. No, that's even better. No, no remorse after that, huh? Oh, heck no. Oh, heck no. <laughs> that's funny. Cal, uh, this is your first official time on the show without um, without having um, uh, introduced you before uh, in the saltwater series that we're doing. Tell us a little bit about your background in fishing and uh, how you became to work with us at Texas Fishing Game. Well, I've been I've been fishing since I was about six years old. Um, and just like everyone else, the first fish I ever caught was a bluegill on a piece of salami. Nice. You know, everyone cat bacon, salami, sausage, hot dog, whatever. And that's the way I got started. And, you know, and I have been fishing ever since. Um, I graduated from freshwater to saltwater when, um, I was 19 and I could drive down to the coast by myself. And um, I live about an hour away from South Padre Island and about 45 minutes away from Port Mansfield. Okay. So it's a pretty cool spot, Edinburgh, Texas. I'd say. Um, and um, I just kept honing my skills. I kept learning off of the, off of the guides and off of the old timers that, that I hung around with. Um, and um, I graduated from the University of Texas at Austin in, in 92 and kept fishing and um, I got a degree in English and with a focus on in writing. And what happened one time was that I um, I had sent an a query. Well, actually, it was a letter to the editor to Don Zidel. Yes. And um, he liked both what I had was asking about, and he liked my writing style. So he got in touch with me and asked me if I would like to contribute a, a, a short little feature to the magazine, and I did. And I didn't know that what he was doing with it was he was auditioning me, and after that he kind of put me put me on as a full timer. And after a while, um, when Chester moved up to executive editor, and um, he made me saltwater editor, and I've been in that spot ever since. Wow! You know, and um, I, it's been a blast. It's been an absolute blast. I've learned a lot. I, I've I've learned a lot about my craft both as an angler and as a writer right you know and um i i hope i've been able to be of service to the readers of texas fishing game magazine and um actually i'm very proud of the magazine yes as am i and i got started at shot show in 2013 with the magazine i've never really told the story on this podcast but uh i was basically meeting with chester and roy because they were busy filming you know videos at booths and stuff and i, I was there with a tv show a mac and prowler tv show that got me started in outdoor media 
Um, and basically I just got to talking to Chester and said, you got anything for me? I said, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm ready to learn. You know, I'm ready to, to, I've got some articles I've written. And he said, he gave me the best advice of my life. He was like, if you want to do it right in this industry, if you want to make it in this industry, do the work you're given first. Kind of like you did, Cal, you know? Exactly. And it was one of those things yeah. that made that made all the difference to me because I, I was, you know, they had hot spots and they had a vacated spot for, for doing fishing hot spots. So that's how I started. And to this day, I still do the a lot majority of the freshwater fishing hot spots in the magazine. So oh, that's awesome. Um, you know, that's just my that's just my contribution to Texas fishing game, and I just I love fishing. You know, <laughs> so um, yeah, oh, just, oh, so do I. Yeah, you know, it's so a you and I both share a passion there, and it's just one of those things that. How long have you been a columnist now, uh, full time uh, for oh, the magazine? Good now? grief, um, a regular columnist. Oh my gosh, um, since i have been with the magazine since about two thousand two okay cool. I started writing regularly in two thousand eight so oh wow um I've been with the magazine sixteen years and I've been writing um the salt water and the um and uh hotspots focus for um for ten years I was now let's say ten years it's two thousand and eighteen yeah wow yeah good you know and and i I want to say this i I really appreciate when I started getting sick, the magazine still um kept me. Sure. You know, they could have they could have they could have just parted ways with me because I had told me, you know, you need to take care of yourself and tend to getting healthy. Right. But, you know, they 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 kept me around and I gave them 100 percent all the time. Sure. You know, and now I'm healthy again. I'm getting stronger. And, you know, I'm looking forward to to expanding my role in the magazine again. Cool. You know, I mean, it's it's a great feeling to to know that. I'm I'm wanted that way, right? You know, we're happy to have and, you back. Uh, <laughs> full time, yeah, well, so, I'm yeah. glad to be back, Doc. That mm -hmm. I mean, I've been gone a long time, basically. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, you, like you, I love fishing. I mean, I'd rather fish than 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 eat, honestly. <laughs> um, Pretty hardcore, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I told you that I'm back to hardcore. I I told you about that fishing trip I took with a couple of friends of mine where. It was three o'clock in the afternoon, and they were ready to head back, and I was still fishing. <laughs> Let's and stay, they, guys. <laughs> yeah, and they were ready to leave me on an island and go back. So, I, you know, I mean, it's a great feeling to have your passion back that way. No, that's fantastic. And one of the things that we're sponsored with in the magazine is Yozuri, and uh, we just recently got you and Chester some uh, some saltwater uh, lures to try out. You want to talk about a little bit of your experience with those? Oh, Yozuri great products uh, top of the line products and it's unfortunate that they're not used as much on the south texas coast as they should be right because they produce really well um i've used their their poppers mm -hmm. um on the water a lot lately um because um excuse me the trout and the redfish have been particularly aggressive this time of year really um and um they they've been nailing them they've been they've been climbing all over the poppers um you know, and, and, and the great thing is that both their small ones and their larger ones, um, they they have a broader body than the typical popper that other companies produce. Yes. So um, one thing, they move a lot slower. Yes. But they throw a lot more water in I was just going to say that. Because they're broader, they, they have more of a splash. Am I saying yeah, that they, right? They, okay. Yeah, they throw a lot more water, and not just with the cup on their on the mouth right but their bodies throw a lot sure. more water in in any every direction they make larger ripples in the water 
And as you know, um, fish detect prey through their lateral lines. Yes. You know, they basically hear with their bodies. And so the, the, that commotion brings them in a lot more easily than the, the thinner ones. And um, they attack them a lot more aggressively, too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I've had a lot of success with those, especially. They also have their minnow twitch baits. Um, and what, I, what I've gotten into the habit of doing is I'll have two rods rigged, one with the popper and one with the twitch bait. And more often than not, a red, especially with redfish, I have they have missed the popper. <laughs> and I'll stick that dadgum thing in a rod holder, grab the minnow bait, and toss it out there right next to the popper, let it sink, and I'll twitch it a few times. And more often than not, I've nailed the redfish. You'll hook up. Wow, that's great. You know, they have excellent, excellent products. And um, it's not just limited to their lures. I don't know if you have tried their leader material um, but they, the Uzuri pink fluorocarbon leaders uh-huh. are incredibly abrasion resistant. Oh, that's good to know. Uh-huh. And they have the super braid, which is the one thing that's new, that they're promoting this year with us is the super braid, which is, I uh, really like the super yeah. braid. It lays on the reel nicely. It casts well. Um, it's very abrasion resistant. Right. Um, and, um, it mean it holds its color a lot better than other braids I've used. Oh, that's you good. know, that's good. You know, it, it it's got it. The the ones I use has has that lovely aqua blue color to it. Right. And it holds the color through extended use. Okay. You know, I have I have like four of my reels filled with it. Um, everything from 30, 30 to sixty five pound braid. Um, and I use primarily the thirty. And um, it I've been very pleased with the results. Now the now the the leader material that's something special. Yes. Um, I'll tell you a real quick story. There was one day where my wife, a friend of mine, Jim Brewster, and I we were fishing the old Queen Isabella Causeway for mangrove snapper, and um, I tossed a live shrimp out there, and lo and behold, a jackfish grabs it. Oh boy, it's on! Yeah, now. you know, and I and I'm using my trout tackle, and this jackfish was easily 20 pounds Golly. and he takes off and in between the pilings goes on a parallel vector with the, with the, with the bridge. So he, I'm, I'm holding it and he's at a 90 degree angle heading down the dead gum, um, pilings. Right. And I worked them back. And would you believe that that, that leader did not break? It oh, did not get fantastic. cut on the pilings. That's great. It was all, it was frayed all to, to, to perdition and back, but it held. Sure. You know, yeah, I was very, I was very impressed with that. You know, so I, if anyone were to ask me, would I recommend Yozuri products? I would not hesitate to say yes. Okay, Good. I would not hesitate. Not for sure. No, you, awesome. you know, they they have excellent, they have an excellent line of products. They really do. That's why I love when I get companies that that advertise with us that, that get product in y'all's hands like that, and really, you know, so you get to really, you know focus on something and, and fish with it and really get to get to know the product and write about it and everything like that. And that's obviously what they want too, but I mean, that's a, that's a great deal. Yeah. The, the um, other quality that both the braid and the leader material have is the ease and strength of their knots. Oh, cool. That's good. Um, to know. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of leader materials, especially monofilament is very stiff and it's tough to tie especially loop knots to your lures right you know it's very difficult to get them to to tie properly um i 
the leader material is supple enough that you can tie any knot you want. Um, and the the braid is it lends itself to knot tying as well, especially um, line to line knots. I see. Um, usually with braid to to mono, I have to tie a uni uni knot. Okay. Which is a very good, which is an excellent knot, but it's a bit bulky, especially in the micro guides that a lot of rods have yes. these days. Uh-huh. You know, I prefer to tie what's called a huffnagel knot, um, or the the new one, the the G knot, um, the ones that that have very little resistance going through the guides. But again, depending on the braid you're using, there is a risk of the knot slipping. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes you have to do all sorts of different gimmicks. Like you have to, instead of five or seven wraps, you have to do 15 or 20 wraps on the on the knot. Um, or I've seen people use Gorilla Glue on the knots. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, um, and then you can't t- cut the tag too closely. Right. But um, the the braid, it, I don't have a problem with either the Huffnagel or with, with the G-knot. You know, I That's mean. That's good enough. You know, so th- there are a lot of qualities that recommend Yozuri. Oh, that's good. Tell us what this being the time of year in August that we're doing this show. Um, what are you What are you targeting species wise mainly inshore? Um, and just just give us some general fishing strategies for us. Well, um, there's always going to be trout and redfish. Um, the heat, the high heat we've been having, it's been 90 degrees along the coast lately, and that's unheard of. Yes, very hot. Um, with with the heat. The, the the fish tend to get a little snarky in the during the daytime it's you, the, the night fishing for trout and redfish is a little bit better um but we also we have a variety down here um the flounder are starting to come in um they they've been a little bit slow because of the heat sure but um the mangrove snapper have been tremendous the mangrove snapper fishing along structure um, up in up in the Brownsville Ship Channel, the port of Brownsville, has been off the hook. Just incredible fishing, um, and we're not. And most people think mangrove snapper along the Texas coast think twelve to ten to twelve inch fish. These are three to five pound beasts. Mm, nice fighters and, too. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, if you it, that I like them because they 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 appeal to my thuggish nature. <laughs> Listen I, to you. <laughs> I, I like a knuckle and skull fight, and, that, and and mangrove snapper will give you one. That's why you like wrestling so much, right, Cal? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, you like that I, thuggishness. I'm a brute by nature. There I may go. be an intellectual, but I'm a brute. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. You know, I mean, and um, and these mangrove snapper are perfect for it. And not only that, you can catch a lot of them, and they're great eating. Yes, they are. I they, caught one. Off, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. No, go ahead. I I, I caught one off of the coast of uh, Bermuda, believe it or not, on the reefs. And, oh, wow. Um, you know, I, I fished there one time in 2011 uh, when I went on a center trip with the company I was with then. And it was one of those things where I was just like, you know, the guide. I told this story on the podcast Chester and I did about things you may not think you'll catch in the Gulf. And the Mango South yeah. was one of them. So we got to talking about it. And, and I was fishing with uh, a guide and his son. They basically ran the guide service together, a nice uh, lobster-style boat, um, uh, uh, front, front hull of boat 
anyway, it was a, it was a cool fishing setup and they had, I don't know, about eight other people on the boat and I landed a mangrove snapper and everybody, you know, everybody looked at me funny and hit the guide and the son looked at me funny. And I said, what, what are y'all looking at me? He said, typically most people break off on those. Typically yeah, well, they're, you, they're not brought in, you know? And he said, you, you must know how to fish. So I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. yeah you got, you, you, you can't let them have anything. You got to batten down your exactly. drag. You got to use 50 pound braid. You got to know how to fight one of those idiots. You know I mean? <laughs> idiots. I, I'm serious. Well, yeah. They, 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 well, I have a reason to call them idiots. I almost lost a finger to one of those SOBs. Oh my gosh. Wow. I, about, oh God, about, 18 years ago, I caught a six-pound mangrove snapper, and I was—I I had did not have my 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 D hookers at the time. I didn't expect to catch something like that, so I'm reaching in to get the hook, and sure enough, that that beast bites me on the mm-hmm. finger. Naturally, right? Yeah, I get my finger back. I get my finger Thank back. Goodness. Yeah, you know, and I thought I had cleaned it out well and put a bandaid on it. The next morning, I look at my finger, and it looked like a Vienna sausage. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. You know, I'm there going, oh, that's not right. That's not, something's not right here in this picture. No, One so, of these things does not belong here. Right? Yeah, so I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this to the clinic and see what happens. And you know you're in trouble when the doctor takes a look at your finger and goes, whoa. Hold on here, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they gave, and they ended up giving me a shot. They gave me some key flex, and they told me to soak it in hot water as as hot as i could stand and so i did all that and yeah i ended up having to lance it and that was that was a nasty experience oh, but um but yeah you know eventually i i my finger healed but man it hurt like a son of a gun for a while i bet I yeah bet so in my book they're idiots <laughs> yeah but, but they're, another th- they're a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Fight. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Another thing we have down here, and I've written quite a bit on this because I love it. Um, we have, When the wind lays down, we have blue water come all the way into the Brazos Santiago jetties. Oh, nice. Yeah, and with the blue water comes two things, bonita and kingfish. Which are typically, and I know kingfish not, but a bonita a lot of times is a, a bonita is typically an offshore, right? Or more yeah. offshore fish. Okay. Oh, yeah. But you can catch them off the point of the jetties, or you can catch them puttering around between the jetties. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kingfish are quality. I'm talking anywhere from 40 to 48 inches and an occasional 50 plus just to scare the heck out of you <laughs> you know and they're a good fighter too i mean I oh know yeah I've, i mean I've they when well, they they man. greyhound that's the, that that's an experience um back in in 2010 i was fishing and catching trout at the base of the jetties and i see this guy come along and he's got he's got a 12 foot long ugly stick with a big old pen um pen 8500 ss on it and it's loaded with braided line looked like about 50 pound test and he's got this (laughs) huge huge um rattle trap hooked up to it and he's got a gaff in a backpack and everything and he's it was headed to the end of the jetties and we chat for a little bit and then he just starts heading down there and i keep fishing and 45 minutes later here he comes again walking in the opposite direction with that 12 foot long ugly stick and that 80 that 8500 ss only hit the reel was empty oh my gosh it spooled him and yeah i asked what happened he goes first cast something grabbed it and just took off and i couldn't turn him. <laughs> it was like a jackfish or something yeah no it was probably a big king because he said it's, okay. it spooled him 
it spooled him. He said in less than a minute. You know, Holy those big smokes. SSs, t that thing takes about 500 yards of braided line. I was about to say, that burned, that fish burned that reel up. Oh, yeah, you know, just zoom, thanks for playing. You know, and so he was headed home. <laughs> school you or school you, as the song goes. And yeah. the funny thing is, you know, I, I, I thought of uh, I said jackfish because I got, I think I got um, broke off. I, I got a fish in, when I was in Louisiana and uh, Venice area. Um, one of the last days, and it was a year ago today, I was making that fishing trip down in uh, Burris, Louisiana for a riders event. And uh, I had a hold of, we were uh, um, doing uh, redfish, um, uh, popping course for redfish. I had yeah. something grab a hold and I couldn't turn them. And I mean, I'm a pretty yeah. good fisherman, but it took it and ran like it was stolen. And yeah. I was just sitting there going, if I could only just get a glimpse of what that beast was. You know, it, it was just, it was just, it was amazing to me. But I mean, that's why I thought that. But I mean, I, I speaking of kingfish, one of my uh, coworkers from my previous uh, company was, um, was uh, fishing off the jetties, and this kingfish was trying to drag us into the jetties from the guide's boat. Oh, oh smart! Boy. <laughs> I mean, smart, running towards the oh, rocks. Yeah. And we were doing the best. I mean, I was teaching him because he wasn't much of a fisherman. And I was teaching him how to play the fish and, and let it take drag, but don't, you know, don't let it school you, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, he got it in. And it was probably every bit of 48 inches, I bet. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and it was just an amazing, amazing fight to, to see. I mean, it took us lots of time to, to land that fish, but it was worth it when we did. Yeah. Well, when you mentioned jackfish. I, I was uh, another great story. I was fishing with a friend of mine, Craig Self, and Craig, if you're out there and if you ever hear this, I love you, buddy. All right, but um, <laughs> we'll preface it with that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we were we were fishing for mangrove snapper, and um, he it had had to have been a jack, jackfish. Something grabbed his shrimp and just took off on him. And his reel is screaming. And I said, tighten the drag. He goes, it is tightened. And the thing just kept going. And all of a sudden, the line well, the line just popped. It sounded like a 22 going off. Oh, wow. And this was, was 30-pound braid that popped. And he's just kind of standing there with the line just kind of waving in the breeze. And I go, well, that doesn't happen every day. No. And he just kind of gives me a look that was pure death. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh yeah, but it wasn't funny at the time for Craig. No, it just kind of, it kind of left him with half his reel and everything, half oh the line on the gosh. reel, and he was just, he was a little bit upset. That's you know, when a fish schools you. It's not a school of fish. It's a schooled fish. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They, we have. I have had experiences like that. I mean, I have too. Um, you know, um, as a matter of fact, using a Uzuri popper recently. I was working it back, and yeah, I thought it was a big trout because all of a sudden, it looked like a toilet flushed underneath <laughs> the popper. I've you seen that. that. I've seen that before. I've seen yeah, that on a big oh bull red before. Yep. Yeah, and I I hauled back and set the hook. Only there was no resistance when I set the hook, and I'm reeling in, and all I brought back was the leader. the the <laughs> the, the The line had been cleanly cut. <laughs> So I don't know what in the world it was, but it 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 took that popper and it's welcome to it. Yeah, exactly, because you didn't want, it may not have wanted to, to fight with that hard hitter. Yeah. Oh no, because Holy and I'm just standing there and I look over at at my bud at my buddy and he goes, I wasn't going to net it. 
<laughs> oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> that's what friends are for, I tell you. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's there's your friends, right? You find out who your yeah. friends are, like the old country song and, says. And, I, and I'm looking at the end of the leader, and go, it's it it it's like it was cut. Right. And, nah, they're not slipped, you loser. <laughs> and I'm going, no, there's no curly no. tail. It, it, nah, you, you just it, it, there's just no curly tail to that line. Slipping. Yeah. And they were busting my teeth for 45 minutes about the knot. <laughs> Gosh. Hey, Mr. Fishing Expert, tie a knot for me. Shut up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's giving you a hard time. Yeah, but time. you know, that the thing I love about fishing is the friends. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, because Lord knows what kind of trouble you can get into with your friends on oh, the yeah. boat with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the joys of the of the journey there, you know, getting out oh, yeah. there and you know, and I, I'm not against, you know, personal boat fishing or whatever, but it is nice when you're part of a, a you know, a standard sized boat and you're, uh, yeah. you're out there in the camaraderie and everything else in the hard, you know, the hard times you give each other and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just hard to beat that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is, a, I, there is something about fishing alone. Sometimes I do have to go by myself, but you're right. I mean, having your friends around you and enjoying the experience and sharing the experience, that's one of the beauties of angling. Yes. Um, you know, and, and I am one who's fished alone. Sure. Um, actually, relatively recently, I um, I go through dialysis. You know that. Right. And um, one time, and I wrote about this, I was in the chair, and the there was an old lady in the chair next to me, and she coded. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, it, it, was, it was really, it was really quite an experience. It was harrowing. Um, they were working on her and then they put up the curtains to give her some privacy and they brought out the, the paddles. Sure. And I, I don't know if you've ever been exposed to the, the modern shock paddles, but they ha they're they on a portable device and it has a voice that'll say that it's charging. Right. And then it tells you when to discharge. Mm -hmm. And then it'll st say it's recharging. Yes. set voltage meter and you set the voltage and it charges and then it tells you when it's ready yeah so i'm sitting there and i keep hearing it and they kept shocking her and shocking her and shock they'd never brought her back uh -huh. and the 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 emts came and they put her on a stretcher and they were wheeling her out and they were doing cpr you know and the one thing i'll never forget is that as they were wheeling her out they had the they were they were um they had the oxygen mask on her and she's staring straight up at the ceiling, and I know she wasn't seeing anything. Right. You know, that – just imagine sitting in the – being a dialysis patient and seeing one of the other dialysis patients do that. Yeah, right in um, front of you. Yep. Yeah, I got home that evening, and I didn't care it was 7 o'clock at night. I, I just grabbed a rod, and I said, I'm going – I'll be back later. And I drove all the way down to the island, and I drove to this area called the Finger Channels which is a residential area and with uh, with houses on the water. Right. And I found a vacant lot, and I just went out there and I started casting. You know, I mean, I wasn't trying to catch anything. I was just, I just had to escape and sort sure. my mind out. Sure. You know, so there's something, and you know, you can only, you can do that fishing by yourself. Yes, you can. It gives you a chance to sh sort stuff out. Right. Um. You know, and I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't had that outlet. Yes. You know, so there's a, you know, that's another part of fishing that I don't know if you'd say I love it, but it's more of a need. Well, it's I therapeutic, think a lot of, I mean, is what you're trying yeah, to say. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and 
I know there are a lot of anglers out there who feel the same way. It's not as much that they love it, and they do love it, like I do, but they also need it. Right. It's, it's in, you're the same way, and Chester, I'm certain, is the same way. It's ingrained into who we are. Yes. It we is fish we because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, you know, and, and I hope that I'm able to write in a way that a lot of those anglers understand that I know what they're, they go through and what they right. think yeah. and how they, why they fish. It's like a special, you know, it's a special like camaraderie that we all share oh, yeah. that, that, that enjoy the outdoors and especially the fishing culture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't matter what we catch. It doesn't even matter if we catch, yes. it's just being out there, mm-hmm. you know, but again, at the same time, we're the kind of people that we could be sitting for four hours and not get a bite and start thinking about reeling in and going home. And if we just get a tug, we'll stay another three hours. <laughs> no, dude, that's so true. <laughs> Nobody you wants know? to leave when the fishing's hot. Yep. Yeah. E- even if the fishing isn't hot, if it's just you a know tug, what I mean. Just, yeah. If it could just yeah, be it could a just little be a turtle. tap. Yeah. Yeah. I'll it never could be a turtle bumping the line. You're the like, oh 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 oh, and yeah. we'll stay there. You know, I mean, and and your wife will be there going. It's nothing. Let's go home. Let's go home. Yeah, come on. Yeah. What, what, what's the deal? Well, it's just like one of the times that I was fishing. I was surf fishing um, in, uh, I think it was Port O'Connor. I was just, you know, jerking around, just having fun um, while my father-in-law and his friends were went out to eat or something. And I came back, and I kept on feeling this tapping on my rod like it was going to be something good. I was fishing shrimp, I think. Um, and they finally said, Dustin, it's hard heads. They can't get it in their mouth. That's why. They're yeah, but I'm right. like, there's something out there and I don't know what it is. You know, it's just, like right, I was, exactly. you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things is the mystery of it. that compels you to keep going after the, you know, after the fish. So, yeah. You know, and, and conversely, you see things happen. Like how many of us have been on a fishing pier and you see the kid with the Snoopy pole catch, a 26 inch trout yep. or a 10 pound sheep's head <laughs> for sure yep. and everyone's just watching you know i mean i've seen that happen i saw my son catch a, a dadgum 13 pound sheep's head with a snoopy pole when he was three years old <laughs> you know I mean, I three, by the time my son was six years old he had caught a five pound bass he had caught a 13 pound sheep's head he'd caught a 15 pound channel cat and a five-pound trout. All the landmarks it took me until I was about thirty to do. Right. He did by the time he, he was, it five. was five. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's something else. That's a feat of accomplishment right there for sure. Yeah, and and the frustrating thing is, now that he's twenty-one, I go, "You want to go fishing? Eh, eh. I'm fine. <laughs> you know? I've already caught all the big yeah. ones, Dad. <laughs> no. Yeah. What's what's left to do it? What's left? Well, well, there's always a 32-inch redfish. Well, he caught a 32-inch redfish when he was 12. Right. <laughs> uh, he already bested that one, too. Well, to, to yeah. your point about the therapeutic you know, thing of fishing, uh, a, couple, a few podcasts ago, I did one with CWO, Crosswater Outfitters, which is my fishing ministry in the freshwater lakes here in yeah. Central Texas and East Texas. And what yeah. what we do is, um, is basically minister to soldiers and their families that are Fort Hood-based, for the most part, that are getting out of the military with the Warriors in transition. 
fishing brigade. That's fantastic. And it's a, you know, and there are a lot of fishing ministries around. We're just one of them. We do a few events a year and everything, but uh, we do the international students and, and boat rides and stuff like that too for them. Yeah. But basically, you know, to see a, a soldier come in by himself or with his family and he's completely, you know, just barred up, just hard, you know, it doesn't want to do anything, you know, doesn't feel, you know, love for anything. And just to see what fishing does to that guy. And we've seen this happen countless times of of fishing changing his outlook and changing his yeah. mindset and changing his life. And we've we've got testimonials all over the Crosswater Outfitters website of guys saying this weekend was may have saved my life. This weekend meant so much to me because I got to spend time with my family again. Yeah. Well it's there, powerful. Yeah. Dustin, there is a serenity on the water sure yep i've always felt that as long as i've been alive i've always felt that there there, there is a serenity and an ease of pace that you will not find just about anywhere else except maybe in the woods yeah and hunting and stuff except maybe in the woods while you're hunting but there you are forced to slow down when you fish yes and i'm not talking about tournament anglers who run and gun i mean just the rank and file angler you and me you know you're forced to slow down. You're forced to pay attention because in my regular life, you know me, I'm, I'm a hundred miles an hour with my hair on fire, but what <laughs> I only fish, speed Cal has is a hundred miles. Oh an hour. yeah. <laughs> that's right. One speed, one direction. That's, that's right. how I've always that's lived right. my life. Uh, that's except, awesome. w- except when I fish. Yes. When I fish, I have to slow down. Mm-hmm. I have to focus and I have to be deliberate. You know, that doesn't mean in my regular life I'm sloppy and reckless, but sure. you you have to take yourself to a different plane of thought when you fish. Yes. You know, and there there is a comfort to that. There is there there is therapy to that. You know, I mean, because you're not turning off your brain, but when you slow down, it helps you align your thoughts it helps you collate everything you're thinking and feeling yes and for at least for that moment everything is aligned and makes sense all that matters is all that matters right exactly a good way to say it? that's kind of philosophical and deep for this podcast yeah. but there you go <laughs> yeah you know i mean and then you then you go back to to the hectic part of your life you know right, <laughs> right. Then it's it all... always going to be there but when you're fishing you're fishing right you know, and that's that's all there is to it. I, that's the beauty of it. That's what I love about it. And you can share it with your friends, yeah. or you can keep it all to yourself. Well, you that's know? the thing, Cal, that I forget sometimes, and I'm glad you reminded me of this because you know there's a there's a show I've been on before and a show that's been on our show before, Cast Blast Grill, Grill Chill podcast yeah. and i love those guys uh trevor and trevor and uh, jeremy and they they're all about the lifestyle which is yeah. all about what i'm into you know because they they've taught me to slow down and enjoy the moments that i'm not out there hunting and fishing but that i'm enjoying my food of my catch you know the fruit of my labor yeah that oh, i'm yeah. enjoying you know the because i'm a go 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 kind of guy and i mean i catch it kill it whatever the case may be but to me the older i get and i, I you're i know you're older than i am you know it's 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 the older i get the more i realize that it's it's in the it's in the space it's in the moments it's in the um the pause where life really matters the most yeah you know because we live this is how i explain it to my theater students when we do a play that that play is just a moment in the character's life 
Once yes. the once we get to the what's the in the end of the play, that character essentially goes on living. And that's how we are, you know. All these are moments in our life. Yes. And then we we actually do most of our living in between the moments. Yeah. That's where fishing comes in. Yep. Fishing is essentially in between the moments because catching the fish is just an intense moment and then you go back to waiting <laughs> until the next fish. You know, I mean you know, it, it's kind of a cool way to, to live. You know, I mean, unless the fishing stinks, then it's no fun. <laughs> well, it's kind of like uh, what what uh, I I was in college uh, when I was in college. I had a friend, and I think he's a corporate pilot now. I've lost touch with him over the years, but he was he was doing his flight training stuff when we were in college and getting a business degree. And he basically said, you know, flying is basically you know hours of boredom with minutes of sheer terror. Yeah, and, that's, you know, well, that's how life is in general, you know. That's you know, but that fishing it kind of correlates to that in, in the regard yeah. that it it's something that you know that that has minutes of, of just pure thrill excitement, but that's not what it's all about, you know. And right. that's the one thing I'm trying to teach my son, who just turned nine uh, two two days ago, you know, that it's not all about that we're constantly catching. Because one of the favorite things I do here in freshwater country is I take him down to just go, and I talked talked about this in our podcast together with Chester before, uh, just to go jerk perch just to go because that is a yeah. skill that you have to have the hook small enough you got to have the bait small enough you got to you know and and just catch bait fish and just 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 to show him the art of of what we're trying to do and the, the exactly. enjoyment of the recreation is what i'm trying to get at that's exactly right you know i mean what what was it that what is that that old saying that fishing is a jerk on one end waiting of the line waiting for a jerk on the other <laughs> that's a good one i've heard that yeah one you know that, <laughs> that's, that, that's pretty that's that's very accurate you know i yeah. mean yeah, and sure. and you know and think about this a, a fish has a reptilian brain yes okay it's just pretty straightforward it's 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 eat it's flee it's make other fish yes and they can make the smartest creature on the face of the earth the only creature on the face of the earth with self-consciousness, right. the ability to create atomic bombs, spaceships, <laughs> cures for polio, and they can make that creature look like a complete and utter boob. Yeah, an utter fool, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ain't life great? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know? That's I a mean, lot of and, fun. And, 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 and they can make us look, we come home with no fish. Yep. And of course you you have to face the wife with that. Well, where are the fish? Where are you been? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, they weren't biting. Again. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening who've heard that. Where are the fish? They yep. weren't biting. Again. I've been there before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you fish for any serious time, then you've heard that before from your significant other for sure, yeah. whether you're a man so or you, a woman. Yeah. So you know what you do when that happens? What? You put down your rod, you put down your reel, and you go up to her in all your stinky, fish-smelly glory, and you give her a big old hug. There you go. Yeah, gross them out. Gross them <laughs> out. Hey, that's one way to get out of having to explain where you were because you don't, you know, you don't smell like anything else. You smell like fish, so at least you, you know, have 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 fought the good fight. You know, to at yeah. least you at least smell like shad or bait fish or pogies or whatever. You know, yeah, so, or gulp, or especially gulp. gulp. I'm sorry, gulp. Oh, get away, get away, get away! No, I want to kiss. <laughs> I want to kiss now, honey. I gave you a hug. Yeah, that's that's one of the things we've got to be creative on as guys sometimes, right? Yeah, use your funk as a weapon. <laughs> I love it. That's great, Cal. I love that. Yeah. 
husbands out there who don't who want to avoid having to explain why they didn't catch anything, use your funk as a weapon. <laughs> I love it. That's sound advice, too. That's great. Um, yeah. What is your typical... Are you typical mainly a... Um, uh, uh, live bait or lures or both when you fish? I'll use whatever works. But okay. I, if the fish tell me that they want live bait, I'll use live bait. I have. I, I, I'm not. I'm not proud. <laughs> you know? I mean, you don't want to use I trout learned... snobs like we talked about in the oh. last show we did. Oh you, no, you? no, no, no. <laughs> That's good. To if, know. Hey, if those, you know, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, I, you know, I mean, it. There is a skill that goes to fishing with bait as well. Yes. You know, it's. There you is. know, everyone. You know, you you don't just get a you don't just buy a hundred dollars worth of croaker, go out and throw it out, and you're going to load the boat. You know, if the fish aren't there, they're not you're not going to they're not going to instantly appear. That's right. If the fish aren't actively feeding, they're not going to eat a croaker just because it's a croaker. <laughs> there is a certain skill that goes to fishing with bait. Right. You know, I there mean, is. you know, and and everyone makes it sound like it's it's a no brainer. You know, I actually had a guide once ask me, "Well, how do you? What do you think of of someone who who doesn't fish regularly buying a bunch of croaker, going out and catching a limit?" And I said, "I say good for him." Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, these these fish don't have anyone's particular brand particular brand on them. Right. You know, and not everyone wants to go out there and treat it as some great challenge. They just want to go out there and catch a few fish. Fun, God yeah. bless them. Sure. If that means they use live bait or if they, heck, if that means that they catch it on a on a on a um, Frito. Yep. Or a Cheeto. My son once caught a trout on a Cheeto. <laughs> That's <All right>? funny. <laughs> you know, more power to right, them. Right, right. Yeah. You know? I mean, good grief. You don't hear people sniff, I mean, judge the walleye anglers who use leeches. Yeah, that's true. That's a good. That's you know? a really good point. We don't yeah. cover that much here in Texas, but still, that's a really good point. Yeah, you know, we have some walleye up here. We have them in Canyon. I think we have them in Meredith or Medina. We have them around here. Yeah. You know, I mean, no one sniffs. Oh, well, you're you're not sporting. You know, I mean, you try you try saying that to 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 walleye angler, and they'll look at you like you're you're. You're, you're a fool. You use what works, man. I mean, there's nothing yeah, wrong exactly. with that. I just, I, you know, I, like you, I get a lot of people that tell me that, you know, live baits for cheaters and, you know, this, that, and the other. Man, you got to fish it just as hard as you do an artificial in a lot exactly. of ways. Exactly. I mean, it may be not as hard as you, you, you've got to have a little more technique with an artificial, but I'm just saying, you know, don't knock, don't not, you know, just, just can't we all get along? I mean, that's what I've exactly. always said on the show. You, you know, know, I mean, nobody's a croaker soaker because they fish with live bait. You know, I mean, I, I hate that word even. I hate that phrase, but anyway. I have actually seen fights break out over people using croaker for bait that's crazy really wow it is i have i have seen that i have seen all hell break loose over it more than once gosh um you know just like i have seen people get upset because someone kept a 25 plus inch trout for the cleaning table mm -hmm. you know and i look at it, it you know it's none of anyone's business what a person uses for bait as long as they're within the within the, the lines of the law, yep. you know it doesn't matter what a person keeps as long as the fish is legal to be to keep. Right. You know it's nobody's business. It 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 really does annoy me to see some of these effete snobs harass anglers who are using who are fishing the way they fish and keeping the fish they keep. Yeah. It it really annoys me, and um. You know, and I have actually said that to people. Well, you know, it's none of your business. Yeah. 
Sure. You know, as long as the fish that he's keeping is is legal, yes. it's none of your business. As long as the bait he's using is legal, it's none of your business. Can't we you all know, just have fun? You know, I mean, it's exactly. Just, where, where where does fishing have to be so violently competitive and su such a big deal about? You know, it's it was it was designed. I mean, obviously, it comes from a lot, a lot of long lineage of history, but I mean, the, the recreational fishing that we do is designed just for that recreation. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's a, people get so personal about it, and it's just crazy. You know. Yeah one one of the the, the starkest memories I have, um. In, in March, the sheep's head are on their spawning run down here, and you can you can catch a limit very quickly. And these are nice sheep's head, 18 to 20 inches, nice. you know, big old beasts. Yeah. Um, one time I went out, and I caught my limit, and my buddy Jim Brewster caught his limit, and we were at the cleaning table, and I was filleting them. And this was kind of a blustery March day. And all of a sudden, this other boat comes in, and it was this man and his buddy, and his buddy's I don't know, eight and nine year old son. And they came in, they had gone out looking for trout and they caught one trout. Yep. And they come out and they're proud of that trout. And they walk up and they see me filleting these sheep's head and, um, and they called them trash fish. And the, and oh. the guy's buddy said, I wouldn't keep us. I wouldn't waste any time on any one of the trash fish. Mm -hmm. Well, his son is standing there eyes the size of saucers looking at this cooler full of these big old striped toothy fish that we were cleaning sure you know now which do you think he would have preferred to do spend the whole day chasing that one stupid trout or having his line stretched by sheep's head after sheep's head you yeah. tell me which would that a, little kid have preferred? and catch a whole cooler full of them to take home and oh, take home and yeah eat. yeah and have that memory mm -hmm. which would he have preferred Obviously, you know, the, the, the sheep's head, yeah. So. Yeah. My son actually had a memory, and he wrote an essay about it that actually got him an A. One time, I had messed up on the tide chart, and we went night fishing, and it was an outgoing tide. <laughs> Oops. And it bottomed out just as we launched the boat. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so there was nothing. There was oh, nothing out there. Well, we found a hole with nothing but three to five pound hardhead catfish. Mm-hmm. We spent three hours, and I was going to pull up the anchor and go, and you no, 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 let's stay here. Let's catch catfish. There's action. Yeah, so we stayed there for th three hours and caught catfish after cat. Used up a whole quart of live shrimp on hardhead catfish. <laughs> now, a lot of people say that was a waste, but what you were after was entertainment value. Yeah, my yeah. son had a blast. Yeah. An absolute blast. You got to watch those, about, but still. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he talked about that fishing trip for months and <laughs> he wrote correct. an essay about it you know because all he cared about was that he was catching these big old catfish and he was having a ball is you it know? safe to say that hardheads are trash fish or should i just stay away from that completely because i don't think sheep's head are at all <laughs> hardheads are an interesting are an interesting thing because most of the time what do we call them Turd burglars. Turd burglars. I've never heard yeah. that one before. But oh, I'm, that's what we I've heard some more here. graphic, uh, graphic yeah. descriptions of them from some of the guys I fish with down there. But. Yeah, S rustlers, <laughs> but we call them turd burglars down here. Turd burglars. <laughs> and you know, but when the fish aren't biting and that's the only thing you're catching, they're suddenly very beautiful. Yeah, they're a lot. You of know, fun. and I've eaten a couple of them. They're not that bad. You know, they're a pain in the butt to clean, to clean but they're for not. Sure, yeah, they're edible. It's the hardest fish you I've know? ever stuck a knife in. That's for sure. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, I 
you know, I mean, heck, my my wife once caught a toadfish that was about, oh God, about 16 inches long, and <laughs> we're looking at that big ugly sucker, and I go, you know, he's actually got some nice flanks on him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so we kept him, and you know, I filleted him out, and Sam, Sandy couldn't believe I did that, I, but I filleted it out, you know, <laughs> you know, and she wouldn't eat it, but I fried it up and tried it. It was actually quite pretty good. good. Yeah, even though it was yeah, really it was ugly. very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you know, funny. I mean, heck, you know, I've I've seen other people keep them. You know, I've seen the Filipinos keep keep them and keep the the robin fish and, mm-hmm. and keep just about everything they catch that that everyone else would turn their nose up at. You know, you know uh, just to mention that the the what was it the robin fish is that what you said? Yeah, uh, the funky suckers with the with the the, the, the legs. Yeah, yeah. So um, one I believe Cindy Delana, one of our uh, gals that handles our social media for for us, she lives um, she lives outside of Texas, and she caught one the other day, and she was just blown away that she was tagging Chester and tagging me and everybody else in there. It's like, hey, look, I caught one of these. You know, you talked about them in an article the other day, and I caught one, and I'm gonna eat it. You know, she was yeah, so proud they, of that fish, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I remember power. reading that article. Yeah, more power to you, dude. You know, yeah. I mean, that's you great. know, and it made me feel so much better that I did that that you guys wrote that article because <laughs> i go okay see i showed it to my wife goes, see i'm not the only one that's right <laughs> you're not and alone she goes, and she goes well there are weirdos in this world so we're oh, weirdos yeah that's you know? funny <laughs> so we're weirdos dad gummit <laughs> that's great but then again every angle you think about it every fisherman has got to be a little bit weird because yeah. we are willing to stand out there in all kinds of weather and we're willing to stand out there and wait for hours on end, sometimes even days. And fight the good fight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, to fight it, to catch a fish, you mm-hmm. know? You know, and we will get up at god-awful a.m. in the morning and stay out until god-awful 30 in the evening right. <laughs> to catch the fish. And you buy know, our and extreme we, coolers and everything else that we have to Yeah, we will buy extreme coolers. We will wear the pink Columbia shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, and we will, you know, we will, we will put ourselves through indignities beyond description (laughs) for a fish. You're right. We're pretty hardcore, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you know what? We love every second of it. Yes, we do. (laughs) That's for sure. You know, and, and our wives will stand there and our friends will stand there and they'll just shake their heads. (laughs) And in, everyone knows that look on their face. In disbelief. That squint, yeah, that squint-eyed, mouth, mouth slightly open, just shaking their head yep. and sign at the same time. Yep, that's right. And we will look them in the eye, and we will stand straight, and we will square up our chin and say, by God, I'm a fisherman. <laughs> oh, that's great. Ain't life grand. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Well, Cal, I've had you on here for a while. I just uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Uh, is there anything you'd like to close with as far as a message to our audience, and then how to find you on social? Well, on social, I'm I'm um, Calixto Gonzalez on Facebook, and I'm also Calixto Gonzalez on Twitter, mm-hmm. and of course I'm in the magazine, so yep. they, you can find me that way every month. Yeah, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, follow me at your peril. <laughs> At your own risk. <laughs> yeah, I've been known to tell people. I, I have been known to tell people, like I told a very prominent person recently, um, something along the lines of, "Why don't they pull their bottom lip up over their forehead and swallow real hard?" <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> you know, um, but if there was one message I would tell you guys is, always love it. <laughs> 
Yes. Always love fishing. You know, and don't – just fishing is the success. Mm-hmm. Catching something, that's just icing on the cake. Sure. You know, and don't focus on the icing because then you miss the whole cake. Right, and one of the things that's unique about your situation is you were off the water for a while because of oh, your your medical, you know, situation. I'm sure you have a heart of gratefulness now that you get to continue to, you know, to live out that 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 outdoor lifestyle. Yeah. Well, the first time I was back on the water in a long time was with my dear dear friend Blake Hensler and um, Captain Rudy Garza. An excellent guide in South in in the Port Isabel South Padre Island area. If anyone never needs one, um, and we were back on the water, and that first fish I caught after I don't know a year was a very seminal and emotional moment for me. Wow, that's great! Because I knew I was back, just like when I walked through the doors at ICAST, and I knew I was back. Yeah, it was very important to me. That's fantastic. So yeah. I just loved being on the water, though. Oh, that's great. I think a lot of us share that that sentiment as well. So yeah, I um, even loved it when the pelican do- um, bombed me. They. <laughs> I was there. I looked at like get a picture of that. <laughs> <laughs> the pelican posted on Facebook. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. That's right. That's funny. Yeah. But, well, that's me. <laughs> that's great. I've loved having you on. You've been a great guest, man. Thanks. Well, so much thanks for a lot, us. man. Thank you for having me on, Dustin. You're a great guy. And Chester, if you're out there, we're thinking of you, brother. We love you. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Cal Gonzalez, check him out. Awesome guy. Really fun guy to talk to. I mean, just a blast to interview. Love this guy. And, uh, again, if you've not done so already, please subscribe to our newsletter. You get news, new uh, content every three days of the week. So you get a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tactical and Practical Tuesday, Wildlife Wednesday, and the Thursday Texas State of the Outdoor Nation. Those are all free. It's kind of a mini version of the magazine, if you will. Or as we say, it's kind of the appetizer for what we have in the magazine with the um, with the different things that are going on there. So, um, you know, it's kind of a, a foretaste of the feast to come, if you will, at fishgame.com of all the blog posts and stuff. And I write quite a few of those as well as, um, as the different things that I'm involved in there. So... Also, if you've not done so already, please check out our uh, my online course. If you want to be successful in the outdoor industry at all, which is a hard industry to break into and be very successful in, I've got an online course called Finding Success in the Outdoor Industry. And uh, I wrote an ebook that is free right now if you check out my social media stuff called Achieving Success in the Outdoor Industry. And uh, they're both, um, you know, the ebook's free to download for a limited time still. And uh, the actual course is available on my website at dustinsprojects.com. That's dustinsprojects.com, all one word. Um, and you can check out all my other stuff. Articles I've written for Texas Fishing Game, uh, po- other podcasts. I've done all of our podcasts are on there. And then um, just got some really rocking things going on right now. So I uh, really hope you'll check those out. If you want to be a pro staff, if you want to get sponsorship, if you want any of that stuff, stuff that I do for a living uh, besides doing this podcast, uh, it's just one of those things that I think you'll enjoy and get a lot out of. So be sure to check that, check that out. Again, that's at dustinsprojects.com. Feel free to visit us at fishgame.com. Check out all of our 
stuff and uh, just really, really having a great time doing these shows. These are just kind of the joy of my week when I get to sit down in front of this microphone and preach it, baby, talking to you guys uh, in the Texas Outdoor Nation and beyond uh, about, um, you know, all of the different things that we do in the, in the outdoors, in the woods, in the water, and on the water. So anyway, thank you guys again for watching, reading, and listening. Have an awesome day in the outdoors. We'll see you next time. What I do.